As part of my uh, and Sally's wider role, um, been employed by a group called GIEG, the Group for Evangelism and Renewal. We've been involved in a survey that's uh, been carried out, and this is just a snippet of, of some of those results that's going to uh, come now in the form of a video. Um, it's from uh, the website Talking Jesus, and there's lots more information there. If you want to know more, just um, uh, go on Talking Jesus website. But let's watch this, all about sharing our faith. Our church is now about Jesus. Have they ever had a conversation with a practicing Christian about Jesus? Answers to questions like these could really help us share the most amazing news, the love of God for all of us through Jesus. So we asked, and here's what people, your friends and neighbours said. 57% said they're a Christian. 9% are active Christians. They regularly go to church, pray and read the Bible. Useful starting place. But what do they actually know about Jesus? 21% think he's God, while 30% think he's a spiritual leader or prophet. But only 60% think he was an actual, real, historical person. Our job here is clear. Let's make sure everyone gets to hear that Jesus actually lived and walked on earth and that he claimed he was God. How are we going to do this? Well, 67% said they know one of us, an active follower of Jesus. And we're most likely to be their family and friends. But have we ever spoken to them about Jesus? 58% of those who know us have had a conversation about Jesus with us. Now that's a great start. But what do they think about Jesus after that conversation? One in five are open to knowing and experiencing more about him. That's one in five of your friends and family members, the people you know really well, who are waiting for you to talk about Jesus with them. And we found out that talking to someone who knows Jesus was really important in helping 36% of us decide to follow Jesus for ourselves. So let's talk Jesus. Thank you. I know that was very quick to take in all of that information. So just go on to the, uh, the website, Talking Jesus. But just to draw out some of those stats before we bring to the Bible. So of a survey, um, about 60% of people said that they were Christians. And about 10% of people said that they were active Christians. You know, they come to church, they read the Bible and, uh, and pray. And then what, what do people this, just in, the, uh, in this country think about Jesus? 20% about think he's God. 30% think that he is just a, a, a spiritual leader. And it was interesting at last week's Alpha course, which was the first one, don't let that put you off to, uh, to come again, although it's just started, it's not too late to join in. We learned that that's not really an option, that he's just a spiritual leader. But 30% people think that. And the lady emphasized only 60% think that he was an historical person. I was quite encouraged by 60%, but um, she thought, obviously thought it wasn't so good. But there is great historical evidence that, that he was real, and, and so we can, we can share that. And then, did you pick up that, that about 70% of people say that they know a Christian? And so, 
to learn about Jesus, the best way is for them just to talk. And he said that about 60% had had a conversation with Jesus, about Jesus with somebody, not with, well, maybe with Jesus as well. And, uh, and so I just encourage you to be part of, of that, to share your faith with your friends and family, whether you, you feel strong in the faith or maybe just whether you're inquiring. It's good just to have Jesus conversations. And it says one in five of people who have had these conversations wanted to know more. I thought it was good when they scrolled down the, the mobile phone. One in five of your family and friends who aren't Christians want to know more. Hopefully that encourages you to do that. And uh, it was the last thing it was saying that about 40% of Christians, who are Christians now, were greatly influenced by a friend or family member who shared their faith with them. So be part of somebody else's journey. And so how good it is that starting on November the 15th, we're starting this essential Jesus, looking at Jesus through the Sunday services, through the fellowship groups, through our individual sort of um, times with, uh, with God. And there's a list out at church um, for you to sign up if you want a book, The Essential Jesus, which will be really necessary. They're just five pounds each. Or alternatively, you can uh, ask Colin, stand up Colin, <laughs> giving you some exercise because Colin will be uh, sending off for them so uh, five pounds for it you can get it on Kindle or whatever we'll leave that to you so how good it is that we're looking and really concentrating on Jesus over the next few months now we're going to, uh, to turn to God's word about Jesus it's from the Old Testament written hundreds of years before Jesus but prophesying saying this is what will uh, what will happen to Jesus and so I think Pam's going to come and read to us it's from Isaiah 53 and it's one of the so Isaiah was a prophet and it's one of his what's called the servant songs so yeah if you, who, uh, and in it although Jesus isn't named it's talking about Jesus. See if you can pick out some of the things that are prophesied about him that you know about Jesus. Thank you, Pam. So it's Isaiah 53, verses 1 to 8. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. 
The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was punished. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pam. Did you pick up those uh, things perhaps from what you know about Jesus? Let's just have a look through if we can. Can I have verse 1? Thank you. Who has believed our message? And to believe, you need to hear so that you can respond. And, and later on in the New Testament, in Romans 10 verse 14, it says, How can people have faith in the Lord and ask him to save them if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear unless someone tells them? So I encourage you to share. Share the Jesus story with, uh, with one another and then the reading goes on about how he was despised and rejected and then if we could go to the end of verse 3 Colin if that's okay like one from whom people hide their faces he was despised and we held him in low esteem so it includes us in that and that maybe we don't think that applies to us, but sometimes perhaps it does. Sometimes perhaps we don't glorify Jesus as much as we should in our lives, in, uh, in our words, in our actions. And so perhaps we're part of this. And then just verse 5 then, but he was pierced for our transgressions. In other words, he was hung on the cross for our sins. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. And when we come on to communion at the end, we remember how his body was broken. And he took the punishment for our sins. And maybe that just motivates us. Yes, we ought to talk about Jesus. We ought to share about Jesus. Because... It is good news and brought us peace. So let's be encouraged to do that. And then, the, uh, if we could just have the next verses up. And then on verse 7 and verse 8, these will appear in the next reading. Because for the people uh, who lived in Jesus' day, their only Bible was the Old Testament. So this is what they were reading. This is what they were reading about Jesus. And verses 7 and 8 will feature in that. And then the final part, verse 8. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And the next bit, yes. 
Yet two of his generation protested, for he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. So again, the idea that he took our punishment. And how good that is when we do mess up, when we do silly things, when we make mistakes, or when we sin, that we can come to the Lord. And this is good news to share. How do we share? Can we have the presentation then, please, Colin, the three-story presentation? So, I'm going to uh, lead you. You may have heard me talk about this before. Three-story evangelism. Okay. Next slide, please. So, what I'm uh, boiling it down to, there's three stories. There's God's story, there's our faith story, and there's their story, the person that we're wanting just to share the, the faith with. Have you got that? Three stories. God's story, our story, their story. Yes, please. The most important is our relationship with God and uh, that we just spend time with him, we pray to him, that hopefully, uh, eventually we say, you are my Lord and my Savior. I want to follow you. I want to live my life, every day of my life for you. And we grow in relationship with him. That It's a two-way arrow. Can you see that? That God comes close to us. We come close to God. Next one. And then we have relationships with others. Friends, families, just people that we, we happen to, uh, to meet or that God directs us to meet. And it's important that we have real relationships with them. Don't just sort of get to know somebody just show, so you can share your faith story. But it's important that we just get alongside people and listen to their story. Because they may well also have a faith story that we can share with Next slide, please. And God is longing for them to know him. And God is reaching out to him. I met a man yesterday that God has reached out to. And he was sharing that. I'll, I'll share that in a minute. And uh, so don't think that other people are all atheists and don't know God. That most people have had some experience of God. And they just wanting someone to share it with them. We need to pray that God just directs us to the right people. Next slide, please. And so it's a dynamic process of relationship between God's story, our story, their story. And, and God is directing that through the Holy Spirit. And so listen to what's happening. Listen to God. Be close to him. Listen to others' stories and, uh, and bring our story and God's story to meet with their story. It's an exciting process. It's not a, a scary thing. It's an exciting, wonderful, dynamic journey. And next slide, please. And so hopefully we're drawn closer with God and with others. And even if they don't respond, at least we've perhaps found a new friend. And ne next slide. But that's really what it's like in that God is overall. He's not just a separate thing. God is overall and just wants 
people to come close to him and be guided by him. So let's hear from God's word an example of this three-story evangelism. And hopefully it will encourage you that it's, if we're listening to God and just doing what God wants us to do, it's not difficult, it's not scary, it's, it's not something that annoys people. It's something that enables people to come close. So Steve, could I invite you up, please? Now, I hope you don't mind, Steve, but I'm going to be rude to you. <laughs> You've been, people have been rude to you before, yes. How I'm going to be rude, because I'd like to, as we read the reading, I'm going to stop you, so I'll just say stop, okay? You got the message, yes, and... Um, and uh, then I'll, we'll, I'll sort of be sharing about the story as we go through. So I hope you don't mind me being rude to you, Steve. But, um, okay. So this reading's from Acts 8, verses 26 to 40. So I better, sorry, that wasn't a planned stop. But, um, <laughs> okay. um, uh, the, so this is in the New Testament now. So, uh, so Jesus has has lived, has died and rose again and this is the early church, the early Christians of which one was a Philip. Sorry Steve, off okay. you go. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Stop. So God told him to go to this particular road. And I don't know if you've had this experience, just a, a sort of um, a nudge from God, do this or um, go there. You don't know what the grand plan is. And, uh, and with this instance, God didn't say go down to that road and then this will happen, this will happen. And then you think, oh, maybe I'll do that. That I find, I don't know if you do, that God speaks to you in little bits, says do this. And then the rest is revealed. And so it takes some, some faith and some courage. But as we learn to listen to God's voice, then it's exciting. What's God got in store for me next? Continue, please, Steve. Thank you. So he started out. Stop. <laughs> it was as simple as that. So Philip just started out. He didn't know quite where it would end. And I just encourage you to do this. And this happened to me yesterday. I was at an event and um, I, I was eating my sandwich and, um, uh, and this chap was uh, next to me, you know, sort of about the same distance as Steve is now. He was on his own. I, I was, so I just said, hi. And just felt that nudge to, to enter into a conversation. I didn't know where it would go but I'll tell you where it went later. Thank you, Steve. And on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means the queen of Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in a chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. Stop. So can you see... So this was the purpose. This is why God told him to go there, to meet this man, this Ethiopian official. And uh, when you, you see that he, he'd gone to Jerusalem to worship, 
and he was reading the book of Isaiah, the same part of the book that we've just read. So he wasn't an atheist. He was uh, um, uh, on the way to faith, but he, he, was, uh, he just got, as we'll hear later, some questions. And let's not assume that those that we're talking to are atheists, that they perhaps just want to know a little bit more. And this man that I met yesterday, I said, hello, who are you? And he told me who he was. And, and then he began to share his story about how he had been in Liverpool city centre and one of these street preachers, you know, the ones that we always avoid, and, um, uh, and you think, I always go around when I'm going around the country talking about evangelism. No, that, you don't have to do that to be evangelist. Everybody thinks that's what evangelism is. It can be just quietly and uh, to your neighbors, friends. And I've never thought that they do any good. But this man was transfixed by what the street preacher was saying. He was speaking from the, from the book of Isaiah. And this man just felt God speaking to him. And he turned to uh, somebody else who was watching and said, what's all this rubbish? But that man was a Christian and he said, you you need to listen. There was a few more swear words than that, but um, I won't say those. And, And so God had been speaking to this man. I'll tell you his story later. Please continue with this Bible story. The Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Stop. The next instruction, it was just as simple as that. Go to the chariot and stay near it. How God directs us in little bits. Thank you. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading, Philip asked. Stop. So Philip listened. He went up to the chariot and listened. And listening is so important. And he heard the man because he was reading aloud, reading the prophet Isaiah. So he just made an open question. Do you understand what you are reading? Now, presumably, if the Ethiopian had said, yes, mate, I'm all right, I'm uh, just reading, then Philip presumably would have said, that's fine, just check in, I'll be on my way. We don't impose upon people, but we make that offer to share. Thank you. How can I, he said unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Stop. So the invitation was from the Ethiopian. And that can happen in our lives. One in five people wanted to know more. And this man yesterday wanted to tell me his story, how God had spoken to him at this, uh, this time, when he got home, he told his wife, and his wife said, I believe as well. And they'd never spoke about it before. And uh, sadly, there was all sorts of things happened after that, and so uh, he, he wasn't in fellowship. He didn't know quite where he and God were. And so I was just encouraging him then just to, uh, to find a church, to, to, uh, to get back in a relationship with uh, with the Lord Jesus and and so who knows what that encounter means I'll probably never meet him again but maybe that was just a little nudge for him just to remember those times when he was close to God and maybe it's to uh, 
get him closer to the Lord now. But let's continue this reading. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? So, so the Ethiopian was reading the scripture and then asked a question. What's it about? Who was he talking about? Now, because we've just done Isaiah 53 in the previous reading, you all knew that he was talking about Jesus. But it is good to, uh, to study God's word, to learn more, so that when people ask questions, you may have an answer for them. And as Philip knew the answer, and said it's about Jesus. But can I just tell you, if you don't know the answer when somebody asks you, say, I don't know. You don't have to be an expert to share the gospel. Say what you do know. Share your, share your story. You are the expert in your story. But it does help. And so that's why I encourage you to enter into this essential Jesus and, and get a book and, and join a fellowship group if you're not part of one. Study it in, uh, in your own home. Starting in November the, the 15th, we'll be doing that. And then we'll know more and be more confident about sharing no more. Thank you. Who are you lost now? Verse 35, I think. Yeah. Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Stop. And so we don't know how he shared. Perhaps he shared from the Bible. Perhaps he shared his own story. But he shared something that was relevant. Thank you. As they travelled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to, to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Thank you. Stop. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's the end of the reading. Thank you, Steve. And so the, uh, the Ethiopian was convinced. He gave his life to the Lord and wanted to be baptized, and he was baptized there and then. Philip then went off. He'd done his work. Rarely do we get the privilege of taking someone through to, uh, to baptism in one go like that. But often... We can just play our part in just leading them a little bit closer to Jesus. So I encourage us to do that. I encourage us, as we have been in these last few weeks, to invite people. This is what we're calling the season of invitation, to invite people perhaps to the Harvest Festival in two weeks' time. Invite people to the Remembrance Service on November the 8th. Invite people to the Christmas Services Invite people to, uh, to Alpha, which is on again on, on the 
Tuesday and Wednesday, but Tuesday really is quite full, isn't it? But, but Wednesday isn't, and Wednesday evening. Well, come yourself. Come yourself to discover more about the faith. Next week, we'll look more into this, about God's story, our story, and their story. But maybe in this week, just ask the Lord to help you, to direct you, who perhaps should I share something with? Pray, and then just follow those nudges like Philip did. And maybe come back next week and just say, do you know what happened? I met this Ethiopian on the way. Or whatever the, the, whatever the, uh, the story is, and let's rejoice and be part of God's plan. Let's... Um, sing again now before we come to communion it's an old hymn we've got a couple of old hymns in um, uh, before we have the end of the, the service it's uh, the hymn Blessed Assurance Jesus is Mine and talks something of, of our story with God and the assurance of heaven the assurance of faith and then the chorus which we can uh, sing out, this is my story, this is my song. And uh, as we've been talking about the three stories, that this is my story. So could I invite you to stand if you're able and let's sing. <laughs>